This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 136. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. So for today, Sunday, March 7th, 2021, I am doing the usual weekly news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's head on over to Canon Rumors first and see what they have for us this week. Let's do this! First up, use Canon RF 15-35 f2.8L ISUSM at Adorama for $2,089. The Adorama Use Department has this 15-35 f2.8L ISUSM for $2,089. The lens is rated Excellent Plus and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Now, what do you get? The lens, the original box, the original caps and hood the instruction manual, and the pouch. So if you might be interested in picking that lens up, if you've been looking for that lens but waiting to see if you could get it at a discount, now's your chance. And I'll include a link to this article in the show notes, which will have the direct used purchase link on Adorama's website in case you want to go ahead and grab that bad boy if it's not already gone. Next up, stock notice, Canon EOS R5 body only at Adorama. Adorama finally has stock of the Canon EOS R5 as a body-only purchase. The kit with the RF24-105 F4L ISUSM is currently out of stock once again. Key features, high image quality featuring a new 45-megapixel full-frame CMOS sensor, Digic 10 image processor with an ISO range of 100 to 51,200, expandable to the digital super snowstorm of 102,400. Dual dual pixel CMOS autofocus covering approximately 100% area with 1,053 autofocus points. Subject tracking of people and animals using deep learning technology. In-body image stabilizer can provide up to eight stops of shake correction. Dual card slots for CF Express and UHS-2 SD memory cards. Built-in 0.5 inch 5.76 million dot OLED EVF with a 120 frame per second refresh rate, as well as a very angle LCD touchscreen, 2.4 and 5 gigahertz built-in Wi-Fi, along with Bluetooth technology. And there's a link to this article in the show notes that you can check out the body-only purchase at Adorama for $38.99 for yourself. If you've been waiting to get the R5, now's your chance to get the body-only option at Adorama. Next up, Canon may introduce a new menu system in upcoming cameras. Now, this is rated as fairly reliable rumor from a reliable source. I've been told a couple of times now that Canon is working on a new menu system for upcoming cameras. I don't know how far along in development Canon is, but I would think the EOS R1 would be a good place to introduce something new. 
One of the sources claims that you'll be able to select Canon Classic menu system or the new menu system on your camera. This makes a lot of sense. Lots of people love familiarity, especially on professional bodies, but new users to the system would probably be inclined to learn the new menu system. Canon has always had a great menu system, but I think it has started feeling cumbersome on the EOS R5 as the breadth and depth of options continues to grow. Before you ask, I doubt we would see a firmware update to give cameras like the R5 or R6 the new menu system, but stay tuned as there will be more to come as this story develops. Now, I do find this intriguing. Uh, not surprised that Canon might be on the verge of going with the new menu system and some of their newer bodies going forward. Sony recently did that with their A7S III and their A1, which was actually a good thing for Sony because that was the biggest gripe that most people had about the Sony cameras is that their menu system was absolutely atrocious. Canon has always had a great menu system. It's the best on the market, in my opinion, and a lot of people agree with me, even those that aren't Canon shooters that are just strictly reviewers. I'll say that the Canon system is just very intuitive and easy to use and navigate. But with all of the new things that Canon's putting into cameras, it may be time for a refresh. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Next up, stock notice, Canon RF70-200 F4L IS USM. Adorama has stock of the brand new Canon RF70-200 F4L IS USM for $1599 US. Key features, Canon's shortest and lightest 70-200 F4 interchangeable zoom lens, High image quality and bright, constant f4 aperture telephoto zoom RFL lens. Optical image stabilizer with up to five stops of shake correction. High speed, smooth, quiet autofocus with dual nano USM. Minimum focusing distance of 1.96 feet and maximum magnification of 0.28 times. Control ring for direct settings changes, 12-pin communication system, dust and water resistance with fluorine coating. And again, this lens is available at Adorama for $1,599 US. So you can head on over there if you might want to pick one of those lenses up for yourself. Now, I've been debating. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go with an F4L 70-200 or if I'm going to opt for the more expensive 2.8. I had the 2.8 most recently in the EF mount. Uh, the Mark III edition, I think, is the one that I had. So I don't know if I want to go back to F4. Although from everything I've been reading and hearing and seeing in reviews, the R5 and R6 are absolutely stellar, even with less wide aperture lenses because of their new improved sensor technology in those two bodies. So I don't know. I, I would prefer to save some money, but I don't know if I want to scrimp on going with the F4 versus the 2.8. I'm still trying to sort that out myself. So only time will tell. Next up, Canon will announce more lenses at one time than ever before in the second half of 2021. And this is a CR2 level rumor, which means, again, fairly accurate information from consistent sources. The first half of 2021 is not going to be an exciting time for Canon shooters. The company continues to work on getting over the supply chain and manufacturing issues, something that is apparently going to be resolved by late March. A source with a stellar track record has told me that Canon will announce more lenses at, one, at once than ever before. 
The lenses will have different shipping dates, but Canon is going to make a massive splash with a new camera and many, many new lenses. I have posted the known RF lens roadmap a couple of times, and you can check it out at the link in this article. Keep in mind that the list may not be complete. One lens not on the roadmap is the dedicated RF mount macro lens. I have been told numerous times that we'll see one this year, but I don't know yet know the focal length or speed. There will be a lot more information on this topic in the coming weeks. I can't say why, but things should start to come into focus very soon. So this is definitely some exciting news, and I'm not all that surprised because Canon has just been going gangbusters with their new RF mount lenses. They've been dropping more lenses than anybody else. They're totally crushing Nikon. Uh, Nikon is way behind the eight ball with their Z lens roadmap, and Canon just keeps accelerating. Uh, they're just putting out lenses at a blistering pace for this new RF mount system. And it's great for everybody. Next up, industry news, DJI reinvents the drone flying experience with the DJI FPV. DJI, the global leader in civilian drones and creative camera technology, today launched an entirely new type of drone with an intuitive, immersive flight experience never available until now. The DJI FPV uh, combines the first-person view and high-speed performance of racing drones, the cinematic camera sweep of traditional drones, the safety and transmission technology of DJI's leading consumer drones, and an optional innovative single-handed motion controller that allows pilots to control the drone with just hand movements. The DJI FPV creates a new drone category and opens up new worlds of possibilities for content creators and drone fans from beginners to experts alike. You can order the DJI FPV products at Adorama. The drone is $12.99, the Fly More kit is $2.99, and the motion controller is $1.99. Quote, DJI has been redefining what drones can do since our company began in 2006. And as we celebrate our 15-year anniversary this year, we honor that heritage of innovation by redefining what drone flights can be with the DJI FPV, said Ferdinand Wolf, Creative Director, DJI Europe. Quote, right out of the box, the DJI FPV combines the best available technology for a hybrid drone like no other. It can fly like a racer, hover like tra a traditional drone, accelerate like a home-built project, and stop faster than any of them. The DJI FPV lets the world experience the absolute thrill of immersive drone flight without being intimidated by the technology or spending hours building a system from scratch. We can't wait for the world to try it. End quote. The DJI FPV ecosystem includes the drone, goggles, a dedicated remote controller, and a new intuitive motion controller option that steers the drone based on the movement of your hand. The drone features high-performance motors for incredible speeds, an intuitive user interface, and the latest safety features for greater control. The new FPV system lets pilots see from the drone's perspective in low-latency, high-definition thanks to O3, the third iteration of DJI's proprietary OcuSync technology. Its unmatched reliability and transmission range helps pilots capture ultra-smooth and stable 4K video at 60fps with the assistance of rock-steady electronic image stabilization. Amateur and professional pilots alike can explore the skies with confidence with the assistance of three distinct flight modes designed for all skill levels and to get pilots accustomed to the system. The DJI FPV's advanced safety features include a new emergency brake and hover feature 
to help make flying safer and less intimidating for new users, as well as DJI's suite of industry-leading safety solutions, including GPS-based geofencing to advise pilots of airspace restrictions and potential hazards, and an ADSB receiver system to warn pilots when other manned aircraft are nearby. In many jurisdictions, drone pilots flying with FPV goggles must be accompanied by a visual observer to watch for airspace hazards. Always fly safely and responsibly and be sure to understand and follow legal requirements for flight. A flight experience for every skill level. The DJI FPV is the first integrated FPV drone that allows pilots from beginners to professionals to choose from multiple flight modes to match their skill level. Normal or N-mode operation, the DJI FPV operates similar to other DJI drones, hovering in place with the use of GPS and or visual positioning systems, VPS, on the bottom of the drone. The most approachable flight mode, N, it allows for obstacle detection sensors on the front to be activated to warn when obstacles are near and slow down. Pilots are tasked with maneuvering the drone away from any detected obstacles. Manual mode, or M, take full control over the drone with M mode, which is designed for more experienced users. While in M mode, all sensors and hovering features are disabled. Sports mode, or S, a new hybrid blend of M and N. Uh, S mode offers some of the dynamic movement capabilities that come with M mode, along with some of the key safety features of N mode. S mode is the middle step between the three modes and developed to give pilots more room to explore their skills as they get accustomed to FPV flight. Uh, While in the air, pilots can also use a suite of safety features that make flying not only a memorable experience, but a safe one as well. A dedicated emergency brake and hover feature is available in all flying modes to make the drone stop and hover in place at any time during flight. Obstacle detection sensors can be activated while operating in end mode, which will alert pilots of any detected obstacles and automatically slow down the aircraft. Visual positioning sensors, or VPS, along with auxiliary light on the bottom of the aircraft, are also available to assist in smooth takeoffs and landings. Fail-safe return to home is another important feature that will bring the drone back to its home point automatically with the press of a button or in the event that transmission signal is lost. The ADSB receiver system provides audio and visual notifications to the pilot via the FPV goggles when traditional aircraft such as airplanes or helicopters equipped with ABS or ADSB transmitters are in the vicinity. Immerse yourself in the flying experience. The DJI FPV lets you see the world in a new way using the absolute latest in HD transmission technology. Pilots can see a crystal clear, long-range, low-latency feed from the DJI FPV aircraft while wearing the FPV goggles version 2. State-of-the-art racing motors offer high-speed action during flights, and the O3 transmission system offers unmatched reliability. The new motors bring a heart racing experience to the system with a max speed of 140 kilometers per hour or 87 miles per hour and a max acceleration of 0 to 100 kph or 0 to 62 miles per hour in just two seconds. O3 transmission is the next step in FPV transmission technology. It offers a 10 kilometer transmission range, auto switching dual frequencies, a high bit rate of 50 megabits per second, and state of the art anti-interference methods to ensure a reliable feed. Announced in 2019, the DJI HD transmission system brought the world's first low-latency HD digital feed to the market. 
The new DJI FPV system uses that same technology to bring a crystal clear image to the goggles with ultra low latency. Pilots can choose from several different viewing options, including standard low latency HD mode, see the world in 1440 by 810p in either 60 frames per second with a wider 142 degree field of view, or 50 frames per second with a 150 degree field of view. In this mode, latency is as low as plus or minus uh, or minus or equal to 40 milliseconds. Smooth mode, in this mode, the pilot activates a high frame rate for a more cinematic look to signal latency is decreased to equal or less than 28 milliseconds. Resolution is 1440 by 810p at 120 frames per second with a 142 degree field of view or 100, 100 frames per second with a 150 degree field of view. Audience mode, share the pilot's uh, perspective in audience mode, which connects up to eight additional goggle sets to the pilot's view, so even onlookers can experience the flight. Not only does DJI FPV offer incredible flight performance, it can also capture dynamic cinematic footage you'll want to share with the world. The integrated 4K 60 frame per second, 120 megabit per second camera is on a single axis gimbal, providing stability during intricate maneuvers while rotating vertically for unique angles. Additionally, Rocksteady stabilization technology smooths shaky footage and eliminates the rolling shutter effect when filming fast-moving scenes. Advanced distortion correction software can remove the warped and unappealing fisheye look common in FPV footage. Pilots can record footage in 4 times slow mode in 1080p and 120 frames per second to relieve epic uh, to relive epic moments in every detail. Footage can now be stored in H.265 or 264, which uses less space on the memory card, but preserves the fine details during compression. Supported by wealth of interactive and realistic tools, pilots will be up in the air quickly with confidence. The G DJI FPV uses the latest version of the DJI Fly app, which now includes detailed tutorials on how to operate the DJI FPV. The newly developed DJI Virtual Flight app is a free simulator app that familiarizes new pilots with drone flying movements in an easy, fun, and risk-free environment. The simulator allows pilots to fly the drone in various settings using the dedicated controller. So this is definitely an interesting sounding new drone and uh, not surprised to see DJI go with an FPV drone. It was the next logical step in drone technology for the company. And it sounds like they're really going to hit one out of the park with this new model. Will it be something you'll pick up? You'll have to let me know in the comments, but it does definitely sound intriguing. And last up from Canon Rumors for this week, video products coming from Canon in 2021. This is also a CR2 level rumor. I've been told that Canon still has plans to release a slew of new video products in 2021. These cameras sell in lower numbers than consumer cameras, so production may not suffer for the same volume issues in the supply chain. New specifications for the cameras below have been hard to come by as most of these cameras have had their launch delayed. There may not be the usual rumor cycle this year. The Canon XF505 replacement for the XF205, same one-inch sensor as the XF705. The 12G-SDI output and SD cards, an integrated zoom lens with 15 times zoom, and the BP-A batteries. 
the Canon XC20 replacement for the XC10 and 15, same one-inch sensor as the XF705, CF Express slot for internal raw recording, SD card for XF-AVC slash MP4 recording, an integrated lens with 10 times zoom and constant F2.8 aperture, the LPE6NH battery. The Canon Cinema EOS C50, these specifications have been around for a long time, and with the delay in announcement, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some tweaks to the specifications. Super 35mm 4K sensor, same as the Cinema EOS C200, no IBIS, RF mount, internal ND at 10 stops, C-Log 2 and C-Log 3, 420 8-bit internally onto SD cards up to 4K60 and 1080-120, no RAW, dual LPE6NH battery slot. The Canon Cinema EOS 8K, a new 8K Cinema EOS camera is in is the worst kept secret, but its launch date is still up in the air. The NAB show 2021 begins in October on October 9th, 2021, and I expect that Canon is going to have a massive presence at that show. There has been nothing new about the rumored Cinema EOS C90 and the Cinema EOS C200 Mark II. So that is going to wrap up Canon news and rumors for this week. Let's uh, take a short break here, and then we'll head on over to Nikon rumors. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. So now we're going to head on over to Nikon rumors for this week. First up, Nikon Z62 finally in stock. The Z72 will be in stock next week. This was posted on March 6th, so just yesterday. The Nikon Z62 mirrorless camera finally in stock in the U.S. at Adorama, Amazon, and B&H. The Nikon Z72 should be in stock next week, according to the product listing on Amazon, coming in a few days, according to Adorama. Both the Z62 and Z72 are in stock in Canada. Some Nikon Z62 configurations are in stock at Park Cameras in the UK. Next up, more changes at Nikon Corporation. Nikon announced several new corporate changes this week. Nikon issued a notice regarding, quote, recognition of a gain on sale of investment securities, end quote. Nikon basically recorded a gain of 20.3 billion yen on the sale of emerging U.S. stocks. Quote, a Nikon, a Nikon Corporation announced on the 2nd that it will sell securities and record a gain of, on sale of 20.3 billion yen, and the non-consolidated financial results for the fiscal year ending March 2021. The shares of a U.S. startup company that have been invested since 2016 were sold. It adopts international financial reporting standards and has no impact on consolidated final profit and loss. Increased asset efficiency and strengthening finances, it sold its stake in Berkeley rights in the U.S. on the first relative to financial institutions. 
the company has strengths in semiconductor and optical technologies and handles equipment that automates cell culture and sorting. Nikon announces reorganization of their corporate structure. Nikon announces changes of directors, officers, and assignments. And that is pretty much it. So Nikon is still changing things up, shaking things up a little bit in order to try to make themselves more profitable and successful. And here's to hoping that they're able to pull it out. Definitely don't want to see a big camera company like Nikon go the way of the dinosaur. Next up, Nikon really wants you to know that a new flagship mirrorless camera is coming later this year. In a recent interview at CP Plus and with DP Review, Nikon really wanted everyone to know that a new flagship mirrorless camera with a high-resolution stacked sensor is coming later this year. The goal of the new model is to surpass the D6. All this is nothing new for the regular Nikon rumors reader. I have been reporting about the new Nikon flagship mirrorless camera since 2019, and even Nikon confirmed it on several occasions in the past. Here are a few quotes from the interview. Quote, a flagship Nikon Z-series mirrorless camera can be expected within the year and is being developed with the goal of surpassing the D6. It will respond to the advanced needs of professionals. The upcoming model will debut a newly developed high-resolution stacked CMOS sensor. While this camera will be a major technological leap for stills photographers for a wide variety of genres, our engineers are considering powerful video features such as 8K that responds to the needs of all kinds of content creators and professionals. That's from DP Review. Quote, other manufacturers are developing dedicated video machines, but there are, but are there any plans for Nikon to release such equipment? Can't talk about future product roadmaps or unannounced products. As a, as a person in charge of video, I have a desire to make it, but Nikon does not have a lineup of cinema cameras like other companies and although I still sell single lens reflex cameras, I do it with one mirrorless camera. I think that it is a strength in a sense and that the first thing I was able to put out HDMI raw was because there was no cinema camera line in the company. So I will improve the video functions of the mirrorless camera without worrying about the video camera because I can do these things. Uh, because I can do these things. The video function of the mirrorless camera is highly requested by customers and their voice is being heard properly. Nikon is actually developing a high-end camera and I want you to expect it and wait. So I guess we'll have to wait and see if this is really coming later this year from Nikon. I talked about it before. I'm fairly confident that both Nikon and Canon will release flagship mirrorless full-frame cameras this year. Canon's rumored to be the EOS R1. Nikon, what they'll call theirs, is anybody's guess. It could be the Z8 or Z9. Those are some possible model designations that have been kicking around for a little while now. Next up, SIPA January 2021 numbers. It's no longer all red. SIPA, or Camera and Imaging Products Association in Japan, published their camera production data for January of 2021, which is the orange data. Black is 2020, blue is 2019. You can click the images in the show notes for a larger view. And the numbers are no longer red or negative only. We are finally starting to see some green or positive developments. Previous reports have been red across the board for a long time. January 2021 SIPA numbers Mirrorless unit sales and shipped value and full-frame lens units shipped and shipped value are up compared to January of 2020. DSLR units 
192K minus 16% year to date. DSLR ship value or 7.8 billion yen, down 27% year to date. Mirrorless units, 224K, up 2% year to date. Mirrorless ship value, 20.3 billion yen, up 28% year to date. Compact units, 220.7K, down 38%. Compact ship value, 4.87 billion yen, down 28%. Lenses for smaller than 35mm units, 401.9K, down 18%. Lenses for smaller than 35mm ship value, 5.55 billion yen, down 18%. Lenses for 35 millimeter and larger units, uh, units 351.8K, up 14%. Lenses for 35 millimeter and larger shipped value, 17.05 billion yen, up 16%. Mirrorless unit share of mirrorless plus DSLR, 53.8, was 49% January 2020. Mirrorless ship value share, 72.2%, was 59.7% in January of 2020. The ratio of lenses shipped to body shipped is 1.81 for January 2021. It was 1.78 for January of 2020. List of participating companies companies can be found at an accompanying link in this article in the show notes. So it does definitely sound like we're getting around the bend and back into green territory, which should be exciting not only for the camera companies, but also for consumers. Next up, two new Nikon cameras registered in Russia. Nikon has registered two new cameras in Russia under the code names N2014 and N2016. I expect that Nikon's next announcement will be for a new APS-C mirrorless camera in the first half of 2021. The high-end Nikon Z camera is rumored for the end of 2021. Nokashita reports that from the previously registered Nikon camera models, the N1929 is the Z62, and the N1932 is the Z72. So it definitely looks like Nikon's got some more cameras in the works. And last up for this week from Nikon Rumors, Nikon releases NX Studio, a new free software for viewing and editing of still images and video. Nikon just released the NX Studio, a new free software for editing Here are a few screenshots, which will be included in the link to this article in the show notes. Nikon NX Studio additional information. Nikon releases the NX Studio, a software solution that enables seamless viewing and editing of still still images and video. Nikon Corporation is pleased to announce this release. Uh, Studio version 1.0, a new software for editing and viewing your images and and video captured with Nikon digital cameras. The software is available for download at no charge beginning today. NX Studio is a computer software that allows users to enjoy the viewing, processing, and editing of still images and video and provides more intuitive operation. By integrating the functions of our new image viewing software, ViewNX-I, and our image processing and editing software, CaptureNX-D, users are now able to view, process, and edit images with a single program. NX Studio features a user interface inherited from the uh, ViewNX-I and CaptureNX-D while further achieving intuitive operation and a functional yet simple design with functions organized by workflow into three areas, data import, viewing, and editing. 
Users are a, uh, better able to achieve their desired output with detailed editing functions such as picture control, white balance settings, and exposure compensation for raw data, as well as advanced portional correction tools uh, such as uh, color control points that allow adjustments of color within a specific area and a retouch brush feature for the removal of dust and scratches in the image. In addition, the overall response speed for each function, such as image display, has been improved, enabling the smoother processing of both stills and video. Further, images edited with NX Studio can be transferred to Nikon Image Space, Nikon's image sharing and storage service, while editing, uh, edited videos can be easily uploaded to YouTube. NX Studio will be updated continually, ensuring support for the viewing and processing and editing of images. And that definitely sounds like some exciting new software coming from Nikon. Its primary features, the viewing, processing, editing of stills and video can be completed seamlessly. Features a menu structure or categorized by workflow and a functional yet simple design. Features a variety of display options such as film strip with both horizontal and vertical preview options, as well as a two-fourth screen comparison option, in addition to a simple and easy-to-read shooting information display. Supports the precise editing of images with detailed editing functions such as color control points that enable the adjustments of color within a specific area, and a retouch brush for the removal of dust and scratches in the image easy to understand user interface with menu items and terminology that match those of Canon cameras. Users are able to choose how adjustment information is saved, whether in a separate file using the sidecore file format or directly within the image itself. Includes XMP slash IPTC information, editing and preset management functions, works with other software such as Nikon Transfer 2 and Camera Control Pro 2. Additional information is included in the links in this article, which can be found in the show notes. So it's definitely some exciting new editing software from Nikon for our Nikon shooters out there. And now we head on over to Fuji Rumors for this week to see what he has in store for us. Top 5 Forgotten Fujinon X-Mount Lenses when I shared the rumor that Fujifilm will release another F1.4 Prime in 2021, the comment section exploded with 300 comments about dreams and wishes what it could or should be. Today, I was reading your comments and truly enjoyed the vivid discussion. When I arrived at the end of it, I realized that while it's fun and nice to watch ahead and see what the future might bring us in terms of gear, sometimes it's also worthwhile to stop for a moment and look back on what we already have. So today, I'd like to bring back the attention to five Fujinon FX lenses that I call forgotten, but not because people don't own and love them, but just because they have slipped under the radar, overrun by the buzz about the latest and greatest, and therefore don't get the coverage they deserve anymore. So Fuji Rumors would like to bring back balance in the Fuji universe and give to and gives to five lenses the revival they deserve. The five forgotten lenses. Number one is the Fujinon XF60 f2.4 macro. When I decided to get my first macro lens, I did look only at the Fujinon XF80 f2.8. It's ridiculously sharp and offers one-to-one -one magnification, but it comes for a substantially higher price tag than the other macro lens Fujifilm offers, the XF60 millimeter f2.4. Sure, the 60mm has a 1-2 to two magnification, but the more I think about it, the more I believe it would be more than enough for a guy like me 
who makes the first steps into macro photography. It's also smaller and lighter, so still a great pick for many, if you ask me. The XF60mm f2.4 can be bought at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. The XF80mm f2.8 OIS WR can be purchased from the same retailers. Number two, the Fujinon XF14mm f2.8. The 14mm 2.8 is one of the oldest X-mount lenses, but it's still a fantastic lens. It's almost perfectly perfect optically corrected for distortion, meaning it basically does not need any or just very little software magic to correct for it, hence preserving excellent image quality, especially in the corners. I know since the launch of the Stellar Fujinon XF16 f1.4, the 14mm kind of disappeared from the radar of many, but if you need a small nice prime lens for great landscape shots, the XF14 2.8 comes in for a more affordable price and great image quality. You can buy the XF14mm 2.8 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera, and the XF16 from the same four retailers. Third is the Fujinon XF18mm f2. I own this lens, Sold it to get the Samyang uh, 12mm f2, but after a short time, I missed having it, uh, a pancake option in my lineup. I filled the gap later with my lovely XF27 f2.8, which I will replace with the new XF27 2.8 RWR, and I truly love the 40mm full-frame equivalent field of view. But if you want a wider pancake option, the XF18 f2 won't let you down. And I know there are some who say this lens is not optically on par with other Fujinon lenses. But if you think this, then check out this story. Nate Robert traveled 700 plus days and visited 54 countries with one camera and one lens. And guess which lens he picked for his journey around the world? You got it, the XF18mm f2. And it performed wonderfully. You can read his first story here and his second story here. The XF18mm f2 can be bought at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. The XF27 f2.8 from the same four retailers. The XF27mm f2.8 RWR from the same four retailers plus Moment. Number four, the Fujinon XF18-135. to A super zoom and also not a particularly fast one. That's boring. It does not deserve to be on this list, right? Nope, you are wrong. I remember a talk I had with Sony Alpha Rumors when we were traveling in Croatia together, and he said, the only zoom that makes sense is a super zoom. Of course, this triggered a heated discussion, and even after a few glasses of wine, we didn't come to a conclusion that satisfied both, but I can see what he means. As a prime lover, you might not see a benefit in zooms with a short range, but I would just take an excellent prime, a high-resolution camera, and crop the heck out of it. But the range and flexibility of a super zoom gives you uh, gives you might tempt even the most hardcore prime shooter, at least for casual shooting, for example, at travels or little hikes and trips. Plus, the XF18-135 has an excellent OIS system that definitely helps to get sharper images at slower shutter speeds. I personally love this lens. I sold my XF18-55 and 55-200 because it basically replaced them both. And it's with me everywhere. I love to shoot landscape images with it and especially more compressed landscape images, casual holiday images, and in case of emergency, also for some telemacro-like shots. I am not, I am, 
just a random guy with a passion for photography. He doesn't earn a penny out of his images. But what if I told you that the official image images of the blockbuster Dunkirk have been taken with an XF 18 to 135? I am not kidding. See it for yourself. So I guess if pros even take this lens at work, then maybe it deserves also to be in more camera bags than it currently is. The XF 18-135, F35-56, OIS-WR can be bought at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. And number five, the Fujinon XF 200mm F2. People wanted a longer prime and they wanted it to be fast. And Fujifilm delivered and gave us arguably one of the optically top three lenses in the Fujinon lineup, the Fujinon XF 200 F2. They even designed a totally new one to four macro converter, uh, teleconverter for it, excuse me, in order to keep us uh, as much as of its glorious image quality, which, by the way, comes included with the lens, giving us a full frame equivalent of 300 millimeter f2.8 and 460 f4 prime with the teleconverter. Bravo, Fuji, long and fast. That's what we all asked for. But you know what happened? Not many ended up buying it. I am sure whoever bought this lens is very happy with it, and some say it's worth every penny. But sadly, sometimes people request the most radical lenses and then don't buy them. That's why Fujifilm is hesitant to give us that patented XF300 F4 and XF500 5.6, which according to recent rumors we shared, won't surely see the light of day in 2021, if ever. Fujifilm is afraid they will end up as forgotten lenses no matter how stellar their image quality will be. And I guess that's why, according to our exclusive rumors, Fujifilm will give us an XF 150-600 lens. Super zooms have more chances to sell good than optically fantastic but expensive long primes. You can buy the XF 200-F2 at B&H Photo, Adorama, Amazon US, and Focus Camera. And you? What about you? Is there a lens in the Fujifilm X lineup that you think does not really get the coverage and love it deserves? Let us know in the comments. Next up, new Fujifilm camera FF210001 has been registered. A new, G new Fujifilm camera with the code FF210001 has been registered. Quote, Fujifilm's unreleased digital camera has been registered with an overseas certification body equipped with Wi-Fi 2.4 gigahertz and Bluetooth. Usually it takes Fujifilm between one to six months from registration to finally announce a camera. Why, uh, what's this camera? I'll let you know. Don't worry. And that came from Nokashida. So we'll definitely have to stay tuned to see what this upcoming camera might be. Next up, new firmware for Viltrox 23mm f1.4, 33f1.4, and 56mm f1.4 XF mount AF lenses. Viltrox has released new firmware updates for all three of these lenses. You can find all details in the download links below. The Viltrox AF23 F1.4 XF firmware version 1.1.1 fixed the issue of occasional splash screens on some camera models, uh, updated the drive to improve stability. The same version, 1.1.1, for the 33mm fixed the issue of occasional splash screens on some camera models, update the drive to improve stability. The firmware is divided into two versions, golden and a white silk screen mark. Firmware of golden version name is UPD3314XFV111-1.1.1. 
white silkscreen version named UPD3314XFSV111.0. The Viltrox AF56 millimeter F1.4 firmware version 1.1.1 fixed the same issue of occasional splash screen on some camera models. And number two, update the drive to improve stability. So pretty much the same fixes uh, for all three lenses. So it's good to say that Viltrox is staying on top of things like that and releasing new firmware to make corrections. Next up, breaking another Fujinon XF 1.4 prime lens coming in 2021, in addition to the XF 1814, not XF 3514RWR. Fujifilm recently said that there will be, quote, more lenses for X and GFX mount coming in 2021. Of course, one of those will be the Fujinon XF 18F 1.4RWR, which is on the official roadmap, and it's and that's already it. No other lenses are the latest Fujinon X and GFX roadmaps. However, Fuji rumors already exclusively leaked for you that there will also be GF zoom lenses most likely in 2021 and an XF 150 to 600 most likely in 2022. Now trusted sources contacted me saying that one more lens coming in 2021, it will be a Fujinon XF 1.4 prime as we told you recently, it won't be the XF3514RWR though. So another nice and fast 1.4 Prime will join the X Club in 2021. Next up, the $3 million camera bag and smart tripod head Kickstarter campaigns are ending. There are two Kickstarter campaigns that are ending soon, and that could be interesting for photographers. Together, they raised $3 million. Ends March 15th, the Benro Smart Electric Tripod Head, $2 plus million raised. Ends March 5th, the Top Shelf Super Fast All Access Camera Bag, almost $1 million raised. And there are accompanying uh, videos as well as still images of each of these products so that you can check them out in the show notes for yourself. Now, do keep in mind, I always like to remind my rumors that Kickstarter and Indiegogo are not online stores. You are risking your money by backing projects on there. However, most of the time they end up being legit and the products do come to market. Sometimes they end up being subpar products, but a lot of times they do end up being really great products. So always be cautious with your hard-earned cash. And last up from Fuji Rumors for this week, save 500 euros or 450 pounds on selected Fujinon GF lenses in Europe. Well, nice to see Europe catching up with the amazing GF lens deals in the USA, where there is a total of $500 mail-in rebate on the following lenses. The GF 110 F2, save $500 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. The GF 32 to 64 F4 save 500 at the same four retailers. The GF 45 to 100 F4 save $500 at the same four retailers. Now the very same deals uh, are also in Europe from Germany to UK, from France to Italy, except that the GF 110 is replaced by the GF 45. This time it seems the Amazon is excluded from the official retailer list participating to this deal. The GF45 F2.8 is 500 euros off or 450 pounds at Calumet DE, WEX UK, Park UK, and PCH store. The GF32 to 64 F4, same amounts at the same four retailers, and the GF45 to 100 F4, 
the same amount at the same four retailers. As I pre-ordered a GFX 100S myself, I am now torn between the GF32 to 64 F4 and the GF45 to 100 millimeter F4 for landscape photography, and this deal is just great timing from Fujifilm. Thanks. Fujifilm UK IT GFX 100S trade-in deal. Fujifilm UK and Fujifilm Italy decided it's time to get rid of your full-frame gear and offers you a 450-pound trade-in, or maybe that's euros, uh, bonus on top of the trade-in value of your full-frame camera if you purchase the Fujifilm GFX 100S. You can also trade in other medium format gear. Uh, see full list below and and not only that, if you buy the Fujifilm GFX 100S, you'll get the Fujifilm BC-W235 dual battery charger for free or a free NPW235 battery. The Fujifilm GFX 100S in the U.S. can be bought at B&H Photo, Amazon U.S., Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. The MHG-GFX-S hand, hand grip at B&H Photo, Amazon U.S., and Adorama. In the EU at Amazon DE, Calumet DE, Wex UK, Park UK, Amazon UK, and PCH Store. The Fujinon GF 80mm f1.7 in the US can be bought at BH Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. And in the EU at Amazon Denmark, Calumet Denmark, Wex UK, Park UK, Amazon UK, and PCH Store. So that wraps up. Fuji news and rumors for this week. And now we'll head on over to Sony rumors. First up this week from Sony Alpha rumors, new Sony A1 reviews by Kai W, Photons to Photos, and Julia Trotti. And there are accompanying videos from each of these sources. They do look interesting. And I know the A1 has been an extremely popular camera since it released. And I always enjoy watching Kai's videos, especially if you remember, I've told you in previous episodes that I followed him since his early days at Digital Rev TV in Hong Kong. He's always extremely amusing in his videos. Next up, photo editing cheat sheet playing cards available on Kickstarter. You can get them now on Kickstarter by clicking at the link. They've raised $55,311 of a pledged goal of $1,288. So they have 1,281 backers with 28 days to go. And they do look interesting. I do like this idea. I wish I had thought of it and designed something like this to put on Kickstarter to make some extra money. That would have been really cool. Next up, I saw the new Sony 50mm F1.2 GM announcement on March 16th. Just a quick note, I saw the Sony 50mm F1.2 GM and can therefore 100% confirm the lens will be announced on March 16th for the record so that you know I wasn't lying to you. Near the mount, the name 50mm F1.2 GM is written with two letters in yellow. Of course, the lens is big and wide, but not as long as I would have expected. Definitely shorter than the Sigma 35mm f1.2, for example. More lenses should be announced by the end of March, but I don't have specs yet on any of those. Next up, the Ciro 24mm f2.8 anamorphic lens tested by Mark Adelhaff. Mark Adelhaff from Sony Alpha Blog tested the Ciro 24mm f2.8 anamorphic lens. Quote, the Ciro 24mm anamorphic allows 
uh, you to discover anamorphic lenses for a very reasonable price of a thousand euros compared to some SLR magic anamorphic lenses that are 2,000 to 3,000 euros or PL mount pro anamorphic lenses at 10,000 to 50,000 euros. Its wider field of view will be particularly useful to complement the Ciro 35 f1.8 anamorphic. Ciro 50mm f1.8 anamorphic. Results are very good and really give a cinematic look to your videos that you can't achieve by just uh, cropping and top and bottom of a traditional lens. I highly recommend it. You can now pre-order the new Ciro 24mm anamorphic E-mount lens at B&H Photo. Next up, new in stock, Tamron 17-70mm Sony FX6 and Tokina 400mm F8 Reflex. We got two new items in stock, the Tokina 400mm F8 at B&H Photo, the Sony FX6 at B&H Photo, and the Tamron 17-70mm at B&H Photo, Adorama, and Focus Camera. So all of those items are available now uh, for your buying pleasure. And last up from Sony Alpha Rumors for this week, Gerald Undone finds out that the Sony A7 one is even better than expected. Pre-orders of the Sony Alpha One at B&H Photo, Adorama, Amazon, and Focus Camera, the Sony Xperia 5G Pro at B&H Photo, Adorama, and Amazon, the Sony A1 in Europe at Photo Earhart DE, Calumet DE, Photo Koch DE, Park UK, and Wex UK. Uh, game set and match for Sony. This is the best mirrorless camera on the market. The only real issue here is the big price. And you can check out Gerald's video from his YouTube channel, which will be included in this link uh, in the show notes. That you can check it out for yourself. And that is going to wrap the four big camera rumor news and uh, news and rumor sites uh, wrap up for this week. And we will. Uh, uh, wrap up all of that stuff for this episode. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, and that is going to wrap up episode 136 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. I wanted to also remind you the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia in the Northwest Counties is still on sale. You can pick up a signed copy at the LiamPhotography.net online store, or you can pick up an unsigned copy at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, if you would be so kind, swing by YouTube and pull up the Liam Photography YouTube channel. I hit uh, like and subscribe and share out some of my videos. I would really appreciate that. Hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when each video drops. 
I did just yesterday post my review of the Fun Leader 18mm F8 RF mount lens, which is definitely a unique and interesting creative lens, and I have a lot of fun shooting with it. So you can check out my unboxing and review video on that particular lens. I will be soon releasing my unboxing and review video of the Fujinon GF 23mm F4 for the GFX mount as well. All right, I will see you all again in another seven days.